How's it going, everyone? Ryan here from the Break the Business Podcast, asking you to help support the folks who support us. We all know Bree Noble around here. She's a friend of our podcast. She's come on a bunch of times, given us some great advice to help you move your career forward. And now she's got a big event coming up to help you get to the next level, the Profitable Musician Summit, a 10-day online music conference that you can afford and attend on your own schedule. How about that? Featuring sessions from 33, count them, 33 music industry experts, including people we love on this podcast, Ari Hurston, Ariel Hyatt, Kevin Bruner, Cheryl B. Engelhart, Sherry Hu, Suzanne Paulinski, and many more, including yours truly. I'm in the summit too, the Profitable Musician Summit. It's going to give you lots of practical advice geared toward helping you make smart business decisions and create some sustainable income streams that you can count on in your career. Whether you're a full-time musician, a part-timer, or you're just looking to take those first steps in the industry, the Summit's got something for you. It starts on April 22nd, so register now and get access by clicking the link in this episode description. Be sure to click that link because you're going to help out your favorite podcast while helping move your career forward at the same time. It's a win-win, baby. Check it out, the Profitable Musician Summit. And now, on to the podcast. The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a member of the band Owls and Lions, a New Jersey-based indie folk group. In addition to being an acclaimed performing group for weddings and private and corporate events, Owls and Lions' debut EP of original music is scheduled to come out this May following a Kickstarter campaign from April 15th to May 15th. You can find out more about his van by visiting www.owlsandlions.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Della Val is on the Break the Business podcast. Hi, Jay. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you here. Let me start with this. I want to ask you all about your musical journey and the EP you have coming out. But before any of that, I have to ask, uh, since your band has played a ton of weddings and have accumulated some amazing memories along the way, can you tell us the coolest or craziest thing you've ever seen happen at a wedding or reception? Just give us one crazy good story. The coolest or craziest thing I've ever seen happen at a wedding. Um, we were uh, just off the top of my head. One time the uh, the venue had a situation with their power due to uh, uh, due to inclement weather and Um, we weren't able to, they were supposed to have a DJ perform and, you know, they had about 200 people there and, um, thankfully they'd hired, uh, an acoustic, our acoustic band for their, the ceremony and cocktail hour. We ended up being the entertainment for the entire party. Um, and this, uh, this is what kind of gave us the, initially the confidence to, you know, extend, you know, our act and to, you know. We had to keep people entertained um, for for not just you know background music, which is what we were essentially hired to do during the you know the, the cocktail hour. Um, we just ended up playing you know 50, 60 songs that night and rocking the house. And um, after that, we just said, you know what, we're 
we got some, I think we got something here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was like one day the, the confidence to just kind of perform for a long, long time kind of came into us. And since then, and now it's, it's not uncommon for us to actually do provide music and entertainment originals and covers for sometimes five hours straight. Man, way to step up in crunch time and just have something ready. I mean, you guys weren't originally set to play the whole night. How did you sort of dig up enough songs to fill up the whole reception? Well, we give people, we have an extensive song list that is, you know, it's made up of songs that we have played um, throughout the years, songs that, um, you know, so it's, there's way more songs on that list than anybody might than anybody we, than we would play in a typical one two hour, you know, situation. Uh, we were at that time mostly prepared to play. Um, so when it, when kind of the opportunity kind of happened, we you know, and we didn't have like iPads to look at lyrics and stuff. We really just had to rise to the occasion, and we knew we've been doing this for a while. We knew that listen if we're forgetting certain things or we're, you know, not so sure on the lyrics or stuff that, you know, no one's gonna, <laughs> no one's gonna notice. Let's keep the energy up. Let's entertain. Let's celebrate. Let's just make this really special. And let's just make this an, an experience. And, um, you know, we didn't miss a beat, you know, and people were just that job alone turned into so many friends and, so many people from that party ended up uh, contacting us afterwards and hiring us to do house concerts. Um, so it really, you know, it, it was a special kind of thing because they didn't expect it. And when people don't expect things and then you exceed their expectations despite that, it's the best kind of thing, you know? Heck yeah. And you actually hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that one of the reasons you were able to rise to the occasion there is that you could play during the power outage because your band is an acoustic one, which you don't see too often with wedding bands. And let me say this, Jay. After seeing some videos of you guys playing these wedding gigs, y'all put on a hell of a show. I kind of want to navigate the admittedly treacherous process of divorcing my wife and immediately marrying her again just so I can have you guys <laughs> play at my wedding. Because yeah, you don't you don't see the folk acoustic bands that much, but you guys you make it work. You're absolutely perfect for receptions. What's it like playing weddings when you're not going to show up like many wedding bands do with a bunch of electric guitars and massive drum kits? I mean, do you sort of have like a niche audience? Do, do people are people sort of skeptical of you when you walk in looking like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, and then you just crush it? Well, I'm also a DJ, so like in, integrated into any band situation is like I'm set up to DJ. So when we when the band takes breaks, I I immediately go into DJ mode and like keep the party going. And those what usually like a downtime, like it's I don't, we don't take breaks. Like I don't take a break. I just DJ through that time, keep the energy up, and then like kind of resolve back into the band. But um, you know we're we're set up depending on the size of the party and the kind of venue, if it's a winery or a rustic thing, we're set up for two different types of like percussion setups. One is very acoustic, you know, with a cajon and like, uh, you know, tambourines and shakers and stuff. And then more like a skiffle thing. Um, and then the other ver if we're playing an actual reception and there's like 200 people there and it's a bigger room, then like, you know, we do, we bring a sound guy with us and we have a drum kit that is gonna, that's mic'd properly. And we're making sure that we're like, 
the you know the production even on a three piece is like the best it could possibly be and it sounds super super solid i'm gonna ask you guys about your original music very soon but just one more wedding question i gotta get it out of you only because i have a lot of musicians in my life that are always telling me that these weddings and corporate gigs can be super rewarding and i know there are a lot of listeners out there in this podcast who are listening to what you're talking about and kind of want to get into this world. So for those musicians, do you have any advice for them on getting started in the wedding and corporate gig circuit? What makes a band well-suited for this kind of work? I think, I think what I recommend is I, you know, you've heard been said and I've I've been forced. It really isn't a niche a niche world. Um, and you know, we're, we're very niche. We're very specific, you know, where we kind of market ourselves as like a, a band that's similar to like a the Lumineers or head in the heart, or like an acoustic thing. There aren't many bands who do weddings that are, that are like that. So we, you know, we, we kind of have a very, we hit like a sweet spot. And the truth is, you know, a lot of the, our competition, they're very general, you know, they, they try to do be everything. They try to, we're, we're like one color of that band. Like, you know, we're, we're exclusive. We're like, if you, I, I often tell people like, if you're looking for a versatile wedding band with a, that's going to play disco and Motown and everything and have a guy that sings, we're not for you. Like I often point out the things that, that, you know, that indicate that we're the wrong decision for you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't tell people like we'll learn all these songs. I'm like, look at our song list and book us based on what you see on that song list and what you like. If you need to, if you need us to learn a song for you to walk down the aisle or a special song and you think it's in our wheelhouse and I think that we might continue to play that song, like, we'll learn that song like for sure. But we're not the band that's going to go learning a bunch of songs that aren't on the song list. Just you know, book that band, you know? So and I think that people, they really like that. They like it. They like it when you know who you are and what you're willing to do and not do. Like they kind of, you know, even if you tell them, no, you kind of turn them on a little bit because they, they want to, you know, they want a sense that you have a backbone and that they can rely on you, you know, you know, being everything you look like you are. Yeah. And I'm guessing that if you're in that world, you know, the the impulse might be to want to try to be everything to everyone, be that band that, you know, could seem to play all genres and all time zones. And what you're saying is there's value in being distinctive. There's value in, you know, knowing who you are, not trying to hide it and finding the people that specifically want your brand of wedding and corporate music. And then the second part is you representing that really well by having a website and videos that showcase exactly what you say you are to take all the guesswork out of it for anybody who might want to give you an opportunity. Don't rely on you having to explain it because that will never work. You need to be able to show it really well in in the same ways an original band has to do it. You know, you want to have that right video and that website. You just want them to be able to go on that one page and kind of see your song list, see your picture, you know, and just understand that, you know, you're a professional outfit. And then I would say the third thing, which might be applicable, is if you're not in the habit of booking your own kinds of gigs and you don't have those kind of connections in the corporate world that are going to lead or the wedding world that are going to lead to good money, you find you know, not just anybody, but vet out the right person. Like I am that right person for many people in the New Jersey, New York area, but that person that already has a band 
that is kind of in your realm in the niche world and where you would be an asset to them because like you're just, you know, like, because my biggest challenge is having, finding a substitute for my band when they're book. And it's hard to find other bands that are like ours that I can pitch if we're not available. So, you know, I would encourage anybody else, find another really busy band that you think that you might be in a good, make a good family with and talk to the person who books that band and see about you being, you know, being a, a, a runner up for them. That's great advice. And there's something to be said for joining forces there and getting the strength and numbers. All right, let's talk about your original music because you guys have some awesome original music. You have an EP that's coming out in May. You have a Kickstarter that's going to start up in April. And I want to ask this of you because this is something that I often will ask bands that are in the world you're in where they're crushing it on the wedding gig circuit, but they also have great original music they want to get out there. What's it like for your band to try to find that balance between playing the weddings, but still trying to find time for your original music identity and getting yourself out there for your own songs? It's pretty chaotic, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Especially uh, because my, both myself and the, my partner, you know, Nicole, who um, plays violin, uh, my owl, I'm the lion, she's the owl. We both have two children. Aww. And... Um, you know, we don't live close to each other. Um, and you know, we both have our own businesses at the same time. So like, you know, just the, the fact that we continue to find time and energy to put towards the original thing. I mean, you know, it, it's the one aspect of, of the band thing that doesn't produce money <laughs> yet, really. <laughs> um, yet we spend the most money on it. Um, and you know, it's just, I think part of it is because for our synergy, our relationship is so strong. Like we love performing music together where, um, we under, we, we, we know that we have something special. We've always known it and we've never put it down because we've always kind of allowed it to adapt to our life situation. Um, we continued to make original music and play that original music throughout the years when we had kids. Um, you know, we played it at the, our, our wedding gigs. We played it. We did an original, we do an original gig. We get invited to be on a bill. We do it. We never, you know, we're always taking good opportunities and, you know, working, doing, you know, having an opportunity here leads to an opportunity there. And it just, it, it has over the years kind of caused this, you know, uh, snowball effect for us. And, you know, but throughout those years, it's the hardest thing has been actually getting that music made and investing um, in all the things an original band needs to invest in to kind of get the, the music made in a professional way and like really invest time into putting it out there. And it's been seven years for us. We were in another band before. Um, and then Alice Nine started and it's been seven years we've been sitting on. A, a huge mound of original music that we have not been able to pull together and, and, and record our music, you know, like really the way we want to do it. And now here it is, you know, it's actually eight years and it's just a testament to how, um, to the confidence we have in, um, 
in 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 what we what what we are. For sure. And I, for one, am so thrilled that you guys have hit that milestone, that you've been able to find that balance to create this original music, because I've been listening to your upcoming single off of your uh, upcoming EP, uh, God Bless You and Protect You. This song is tremendous, and I want all the listeners to enjoy it now. We're playing it right now on the Break the Business podcast. Don't forget, no matter where you go, that 
That was God Bless You and Protect You by Owls and Lions here on the Break the Business podcast. Be sure to get that EP. It's coming out in May. And be sure to support their Kickstarter campaign running from April 15th to May 15th. Visit www.owlsandlions.com. Jay, thank you so much for letting us play that. That was terrific. Of course. Thank you for listening to it. I hope everyone got a nice piece of that medicine. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are beneficial and restorative in almost a medicinal-like way, in addition to everything else that you guys do with Owls and Lions, you also do some really incredible nonprofit work that I want to highlight here. Can you tell the listeners about your nonprofit charity, the Ukulele Kids Club? Yes. The Ukulele Kids Club is a uh, C1503 charity that raises money uh, for music therapy in children's hospitals. And we donate ukuleles to sick kids all over the world. Uh, we've donated um, to this point um, over 4,500 ukuleles um, throughout our uh, over 250 hospital affiliates. And um, it's a very quickly growing um, nonprofit that I'm lucky enough to be a director of. Um, I've kind of been with it since it was much smaller and, and experienced just the the funnel of growth that it's had in the past couple of years. And Owls and Lions is like kind of like a sweetheart band of it. Um, you know, we travel to different states and uh, perform. I, as a professional event producer, I'm, I produce, you know, several events a year, fundraising events. And then, of course, Owls and Lions, my band, we perform at it. And, you know, I curate entertainment um, experiences um, in these different cities. And, you know, I look for ukulele acts, professional ukulele acts, sometimes, you know, ones involving kids and, you know, ukulele groups and, um, you know, just try to curate a fun experience and raise awareness and, you know, money to support the specific music therapy programs in those cities, in those hospitals, in those cities. Um, and it's just been this incredible kind of um, tangent, not tangent, but this just um, this additional thing that we invest <laughs> as if we we have any more time to invest in anything. But like, you know, Corey Bergman, the founder of the charity, is so gracious and so so much gratitude comes out of him every time we talk. He's so thank you, thank you. I don't know where you find the time to do this, and I tell him I don't have any time. I'm like I. I care that much about it, Corey, that when you care about something, you just find the time. And, um, and that goes for the other two members of my band too. You know, we, 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 we do spend time just trying to move mountains and make connections and pull together these events. And, um, it, it brings us joy to kind of be a part of it. And, um, and I, and we're in it for the long run. I mean, this is, you know, just like the band, you know, like we, you know, we're in it for the long run. I mean, we, 
even though it's a little hard to tour right now because of our life situations, like, you know, we all, we all want to be touring in our forties and in our fifties and, you know, and, and just doing what we're doing right now, just in a bigger way, you know, keep, you know, pushing the ukulele kids club initiative and continuing to record and just, um, you know, just doing what we do, um, in a bigger way and just keeping it consistent. Wow. Thank you so much for your service with this organization, for everything you do in music and in nonprofit work. It's just all really inspiring to me. And, you know, I love the idea of ukulele kids club. I mean, two of my favorite things in the world are playing the ukulele and working with kids. So this is, this really speaks to me. And if it speaks to you listeners, you can get involved by checking out the UKC.org. Jay Delaval, everybody. Jay, this has been such a great conversation with you. I really appreciate you taking the time. We have one last question for you, and it's the same question we ask every guest that comes on this podcast. There's literally no wrong answer to this question, uh, but we appreciate your insight on it. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Without thinking about it too much. Just, um, I would just say, you know, my advice to anybody is the same advice I try to give myself on any day is to just, you know, uh, just stay positive. And, um, you know, it, 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 there's a lot to do. <laughs> there's always a lot to do and it's easy to get overwhelmed. And, um, I don't think there's a, there's, there's a person who does this that, that doesn't feel that way and, um, hang around good people and, know when to stop working and feel your, you know, feel your spirit and, you know, and, uh, know when to take a vacation and just don't, don't get obsessed with it to the point where you start to cut off the flow of inspiration. That's so necessary to, to, um, to making it feel fresh and real and energized, you know, and just, just just keep going. Keep a smile on your face and keep rocking. Oh, tremendous. And we'll all be able to rock a little more uh, when we get to hear more of this original music out of you guys. So, so excited. Check them out at owlsandlions.com and you know, help out some kids with some ukuleles by visiting theukc.org. Jay Della Val, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Thank you, Ryan. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business Podcast.